On this episode of We're No Damn, experts Rebecca and Madi share with you the 10 tips you need to know in order to enjoy Great Falls, Montana this summer. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're No Damn Experts. And today, we're going to talk about someone who is not an expert at recreating (laughs) in our national parks. And one of them that we have three of the five entrances to. Yeah. Rebecca, did you see that video recently, as in the last week, of the woman that almost got mauled by the grizzly bear at Yellowstone National Park? Yeah, where he went to charge her, and she's like, ooh. Well, she did she have a reaction? Because when I saw it, she went up to take the picture, and then he charged her. Yeah. And she calmly turned her back to the bear and walked away. Yeah, she didn't seem to have the appropriate response that I think you should have if a bear is chasing after charging you like you're not running well let's back up to this appropriate response when i see a bear well because there wasn't just one there was three four bears correct me if i'm wrong if i see that i'm not gonna get in my car and walk to them to take a picture that's so that's your first right incorrect response is to get out of your car vehicle and walk towards the animals like getting she did everything short of getting on her belly and crawling through the grass to get even closer. Exactly. And then she was wearing like a, a jacket made of meat. <laughs> no, <laughs> she might as well have. <laughs> it might as well have been. But what was interesting to me about that video, because I watched it a few times, the bear was clearly not going to attack her, mm-hmm. but was definitely saying, hey, hey, lady, nice lady. Give us our freaking space. Yeah, back off. You don't need to be this close. You have Zoom on your camera. And the person that filmed it, she's not with this woman. No, they're not friends. Not friends. Didn't know her. Filmed it from her car. So people, when you hear stories of other people that are at national parks, state parks, and they are new to nature, new to the experience, and they tell you a crazy story, please believe it. They probably didn't have their chance a chance to get their phone out and capture video of a woman being told to back the heck off by a grizzly bear right. and his friends. In a real universal language. There wasn't really a question. You no. didn't have to go, <laughs> I wonder what they were thinking. Did yeah. they not want me to get closer? Did they want me to? Get? No, it was very universal. It said, give us our space. Yeah. And we talked about this early on in the podcast mm-hmm. where we encouraged people not to leave bad reviews if they didn't have the buffalo out at yellowstone national park for their visit or the trees got in the way of the view right these are wild animals Mm -hmm. and when we're talking about recreating responsibly you're going into their yard you're going into their house so really pay attention to the fact that you are a guest and and exactly we know we know that if we see a bear in the wild at a park what we should do But we need to remember that a lot of people are experiencing outdoors for the first time. They're used to walking from their house to their car, into their job, and back home. So they're not And there's not bears. Like, you're in your parking lot. (laughs) Bears, moose, elk, coyotes, wolves, they aren't walking. And they're not stalking you during your hike. Like that mountain lion that... It's not some apocalypse movie where that would happen. That's not the case. You usually don't encounter these on a day-to-day basis. So when we come across or are with people that are not used to being in the outdoors, we need to make sure they feel welcomed. But it's also our job to say, hey, take off the meat jacket. (laughs) Right. Don't draw attention. And let's, let's not, you know, go towards the bears. 
Now, I just said don't draw attention. What I mean is don't make them have to tell you to back off. Mm -hmm. Now, I did do a hike in the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex, and I did want to let the animals know I was there. Yes. yes. (laughs) Like, hey, I don't want to accidentally run up on you. I'm sure you don't want to accidentally find me. And so we would make noise along the trail, whether it be bells or singing songs or having conversations, just so if they're in the area, they can go, oh, yeah, we don't want to go that direction. You hear them people partying on the trail. They're horrible singers. (laughs) We're going the other way. (laughs) But from the video example, I mean, she needed she needed some help. She needed a briefing to know how how to act in the outdoors so for this podcast episode it's going to be about recreating responsibly in great falls montana yeah so welcome to all of our people who also saw the bear video if you have not it's in our show notes and you're going to watch it on repeat yeah you're really going to look at that video and go maybe i could have taken the bear no you could (laughs) the bears are always going to win yeah um But you'll also notice the universal language that exists between animals and humans. So there, I listed this episode or teased it as 10 things to know. Oh. So we have to come up with 10 things? Exactly. (laughs) And I asked her back, I'm like, do you want to talk about what we're going to do this episode or just find out? She's like, we're going to find out. So one, don't charge the bear. Yeah, don't do that. Now, these are great going to be great tips um honestly i don't know what they're going to be yet but they're going to be helpful and the reason i tell you they're going to be helpful is because sometimes people just don't know things Mm -hmm. and it's not just about recreating it's in all areas of your life case in point when i first went to visit my friend who was a gypsy she lived in a camper it was a nice camper but i had never lived in a camper so I had just uh, was going to go take a shower in the morning and get ready for the day. And she's like, before you shower, I need to explain to you how to shower. Yes. And I thought, I'm pretty adept at how to shower. No, you're not. She's like, no, I'm going to explain to you because we only have this big of a gray tank and we have this big of a water tank. So when you shower, if you don't need the water, I need you to shut it off. <laughs> There's no standing there singing right. like you went on the trail or in the shower. And so I was like... Well, thank you for helping me out there. She's like, I didn't want to make you feel stupid, but I also didn't want you to make us run out of water. (laughs) So our number one tip is just going to be no before you go. Yeah. And like you said, we've we've put our phone number out there on this podcast. Call us if you have any questions about planning your trip to Great Falls, Montana. Over the weekend, we had a message from some visitors coming from the Midwest, and they wanted to know if the rodeo from August 4th to the 7th is happening. And though we are not the show organizers or the rodeo organizers, I can tell you, yes, it is happening. And here is all the contact information you need for more up-to-date information if for some reason it is postponed or canceled. So please know that we're not the ones putting on every event in Great Falls. (laughs) But we do know about them. And we we know the people to get you in touch with. And even if you know a month before you go or two months before you go, Still have a plan B because yeah. it, it could change quickly for a lot of different reasons. And that's exactly another point was to have multiple plans about how you're going to spend your time here in Great Falls. Because while you may plan on hiking the high woods, you may go there and realize, wow, that spot I was going to enter in and I did extensive research on. Can't even find a parking spot, parking spot to go into the trail. So have some backup plans. Know what's nearby. Know what to expect. But I want to touch on the no before you go. All these businesses are being slammed with business with minimum workforce. And one of the last things they do is try and or is update the information on the website. They're going through so many moving pieces. So there's this thing we used to have before the Internet, and it was the phone. <laughs> So, or even mail a letter. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know the phone number. If you are unsure about someone's business hours or experiences, services that they offer, it's okay to call them and leave a message and say, can you get back to me when you can? I just wanted to verify. Right. I'm coming with my family. We're driving all this way. I want to know if this is what I'm going to experience or again, if I should have a plan B. Right. 
And it seems like common sense, right? But not everyone has the staff to update everything. But at this point in time, things change so quickly. Yes. That it might be hard to get your website updated. Not everybody has the luxury of having a content director on team Mm -hmm. where they can just get their website updated at the blink of an eye. Other people might have to wait in line for their web developer to do that. So no, the information on websites is usually valid, but in this time... Things may not go accordingly because things change so rapidly and it just can't get updated on the website. So and websites, call. Yeah, websites don't have track changes for the public to view. Like you don't know like, oh, we changed the hours from 10 to 11 a.m. Right. So another point of that is last year, Glacier National Park, their, their updates were out through Twitter. That's as, as fast as they could get them out. It was faster than a website. It was, hey, follow along on Twitter and you're going to know when... People are turned around. Roads are closed. So this year, one of our main points is for people to know about Glacier National Park and the new to this tourist season, the ticketed entry program. Now, this is a new process, a new system. Everything about this is new. Mm-hmm. So what do we know about new processes and systems? They sometimes don't always go according to plan. And so Wait. the people are... You know, things they're going to learn along the way. They're going to get updated, changed quickly. So Glacier National Park didn't do a trial run at their, at some (laughs) other um, national park and see what kind of traffic it would look like and (laughs) test the web. But they didn't do that kind. They didn't have that kind of a staff or workforce to test it out. (laughs) So you got to be patient and kind and give these people grace. It's a $2 ticket that you're going to buy. And it's, well, you're going to reservation reservation. It's a $2 reservation that you're going to, that gives you the opportunity to buy the ticket for entry. So when you normally access a national park, you need your $35 pass, which is valid for seven consecutive days. You know this, we know this, there are some exceptions to the rule. If you're military, we're just going to base it on a civilian with $35. Okay. Normal. Everyday person just wanted to go to Glacier, get a $35 seven-day pass. So I go there, and they say, hey, where's your ticketed entry reservation? And you say, I don't have one. Boom, you're gone. But, Rebecca, let's say I had an excursion booked on National Park. Can I get through the gate then? Come on in, (laughs) Monty. I'm going to give Rebecca paddles. I should have. We should film this one. I'm like, is this true or not? That would have been a good one. We'll pause it and start recording. (laughs) Kidding. We're not doing that. So there are ways around the ticketed entry program. You can enter the park before 5 a.m. You can leave the park or correction. You can enter the park before 5 a.m. or enter it after 6 p.m. And you don't need a ticketed reservation then. The other thing is, this is just for the Going to the Sun Highway. So you can go to Pole Bridge. You can go to Mini Glacier. Mm -hmm. They don't require the reservation because they don't have the Going to the Sun Highway connection between them. It's just part of the park. So if you're going up to Mini Glacier, you're going to Pole Bridge, you don't need this reservation. But the vast majority of people go to Glacier for the Going to the Sun Road. So, you know, it's... It's like, hey, you can you can go to McDonald's, but you can't get a Big Mac. <laughs> Sorry, Glacier, we're just comparing you to McDonald's. <laughs> I don't get a Big Mac at McDonald's. Now ever. I want a Big Mac. <laughs> I have a Big Mac idea. <laughs> so, so you can also book a stay for lodging on Glacier National Park, and that's a way around uh, the ticketed entry program. They also have a. They're running the Glacier National Park shuttle buses. And so you can get a reservation on that for certain days. This, you're just going to have to go to the show notes because I remember it last week, but my mind starts to fail me as I age. Well, but And this isn't something we want to mess up because right. there is so much information. <laughs> when this first ticketed entry program came about, Rebecca's like, I need you to become an expert on this. And I was like, <laughs> son of a gun, do you not know the title of our podcast? <laughs> So I'm reading up on it and like, okay, tickets are going to be on sale for April 29th at 8 a.m. And then bam, they're sold out. So, yep. <laughs> so new, new rule. And they are sold out. They are. So, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't get a reservation so because they're going to have rolling reservations that you can get, but then it's going to be like 
day of stuff. Yeah, like 48-hour advance. And those are going to go on sale at the end of the month on May 26th. Okay. And Please consult the show notes. Yeah, we're going to have some links there. Let, again, if there, you need any clar- clarification, you can call us and I'll direct you to someone else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll walk it through together. Because when we had a lot of inquiries, well, we still have a lot of inquiries about coming. I'm like, hey, and by the way, did you know about Glacier National Park and going right. to the Sun Road? They either say yes or no. And then the conversation goes from there. But they're like, what about this? I'm like, well, let me look. Right. So <laughs> it, that's another main point for coming here. Yellowstone National Park does not have this. And like we said before, we're halfway between two. So yeah. if you don't want to book an excursion, you don't want to have lodging there, you don't want to enter before or after, or do the 48-hour rolling reservation option, maybe Glacier's not your year. And you go to Yellowstone because, hey, Science Park, I'm all for the Science Park. <laughs> science I, Park and Pretty Park. Now, if you really want Pretty Park and you can't get Pretty Park, Plan B, Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex. Plan C, Sluice Boxes State Park, Tower Rock State Park. Plan D, Two Medicine. Ooh. Badger Two Medicine. I mean, there's a ton of options. Our Lake. Oh. And, I mean... There's Cooper's Lake. That one's really small. It's less than two hours from here. And or maybe you with. just go, you know what? I'm just going to take in Great Falls' hospitality. Yes. <laughs> Sit outside and enjoy the weather in downtown Great Falls. I mean, those are options, too. There are other ways to see these gorgeous landscapes. It's just to come to Special Edition Western Art Week, and you can see your, <laughs> your Western art there, yeah. which a lot of it is of Glacier. And, you know, those artists were there, so it's a pretty accurate depiction of what you'll see in their artwork. But one of the other points that I would make is to pick a base camp from which to recreate out of. Okay. When you start traveling too much out of the base camp that you're in, it becomes a little bit more difficult for you to get all your planning done. And it's a lot easier to work within one geographic area when you're recreating responsibly than it is to go all over the place. Daisy chain it? Yeah. So I've done vacations where I've daisy chained. That's my term. And I was a rookie at it. So the first time we did this, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. After actions report, Mahdi, don't do that again with a lot more research. And this is (laughs) normal type vacation and and the next time I planned a daisy chain probably took me two weeks to finalize everything and I'm meeting taxi cab trans translations do I tip in this country so it's everything that you forgot to think of and then you realize when you're there like well I don't know this question and I don't have internet access (laughs) so I'm not going to find out the answer it just reduces your impact across the entire recreational space when you're finding one location makes it so much simpler. And here's the thing. Maybe you want to go to Great Falls and Bozeman and Kalispell and back down to Billings and over to Glasgow and then Haver and back down to Great Falls. That's great. I'm it's, tired. <laughs> right. And it's not the best experience. No. Fully immerse yourself inside one of the communities and then plan a return trip. Yes. You know, pick one, go with it. And pick another the next time. Yes. We we here love when people obviously come to Great Falls and they let us know that after they leave here where we're going where they're going to next. But like she said, play it safe. And, and you can you can day trip out of all of these communities. It's not mm-hmm. like you're stuck in the city limits of yeah. Great Falls when you select us as your base camp. Within forty five minutes you're at the Bob. Within 30 minutes, you're at Sluice Boxes State Park. Mm-hmm. In 30 minutes, you're at Highwood Mountains. If you're, you want to head south, you'll be in the Big Belt Mountains. Do your day trips. Yeah, We're not saying just stay within the city limits, but make it easier on yourself to have one place where you hang out and make things work. And get to meet some of the locals and find your favorite watering hole, you know? But the, the play it safe is another point I wanted to drive home. Okay. So tell me, tell me what you want to do about playing it safe. Well, a reminder: we want to be the build an exclusive, inc- or excuse me, 
As a reminder, we want to build an inclusive outdoors. So those that aren't used to recreating outdoors, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. And no, the way Maddie recreates outside might be a little bit different than the way I recreate outside. Be tolerant of the fact that we recreate differently and it's okay to recreate differently just because I want to be on a four-wheeler and you want to walk with poles and and use your feet. Great. Mm -hmm. But don't chastise each other because you do it differently. Be respectful and mindful, but don't chastise. Yeah, or or if someone's new and they don't know if they like an ATV or by foot. They have all these (laughs) questions. So I'm going to, you know, please, if you are an experienced outdoor enthusiast, answer some of their questions. It's just going to make the experience so much better for them and you. They'll be like, oh, I am the damn expert. (laughs) And here's the other thing. If you've never done rappelling off of of a rock cliff or you've not a real good bicycle rider and you want to get on a dirt bike, make sure you're prepared for that. So that's the play it's safe. Yeah. Let's plan for excursions. We have the skills and ability to do safely succeed at. If you're not a strong swimmer, me don't jump off cliffs into raging water. No, I will not. (laughs) So or, that might be a good idea, even if you are a strong sim. Well, let's let's revisit our podcast with Roland. Saw him at Keller Guys this weekend. Met Trish. Um, I said, hey, if you do drink with a shrink, shrink, drink with a shrink, yes. I was going to say shrink with a drink. <laughs> if you do this, let Hopefully me know. Hopefully she was we'll a shrink with a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so when he was mentioning the canoes or kayaks that are bent over rocks and, you know, going this whitewater kayaking for the first time during runoff. Like, that's probably not a good idea sometimes. But I will say um, I was looking for canoes (laughs) this weekend online. Found a Coleman quickly. (laughs) Goodbye. Quickly. Oh, no. Coleman's not for us. (laughs) Thank you, Roland, for saving me from buying a Coleman. If you didn't listen to the podcast with Roland, he let us know about his first time whitewater kayaking. The sluice boxes state park. And how there have been people that have done it for the first time there doing some dangerous um, like conditions. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's make sure we plan our trip for something that we can we have the ability to do. Right. And and now I'm going to say outdoor recreation is amazing. But your first trip out is not the time to become think you can become an expert in all activities. So, wait, I can't just look at those cute um, ads I see on Facebook with those awesome outfits and the pants that will help me go the extra mile during my hike and I'll be ready. Nope. Because I see a lot of those and I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's going to be some people will be like, well, I'm outfitted for it. Right. And, and, and then you can find the people who are not outfitted for it and they will destroy you and you'll be like, oh, I wasn't prepared for this, but I had the outfit. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> But it's a more physical abilities versus uh, how cute your outfit is to do the job. I'm going to tell on myself I did this. Uh, April 17th, I went to Cascading Wellness. They hosted a baby goat yoga. Mm. So Cascade is like a day trip from here. Yeah. Dearborn River. Gorgeous. This sounds perfect and easy. So I, well, it's my daughter's birthday that day. So it's like, whatever. And they said it's perfect for all ages. So I'm like, let's go there. <laughs> my husband was working, unfortunately. And I tell my daughter, you're going to see baby goats on your birthday. And excited. And then I get there and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I have to do yoga. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a gun, I did not think this through. <laughs> I signed up, Like, the experience sounds awesome. But I was like, oh, you've done yoga once before? seven years ago now you're doing it with a baby goat and your daughter and my daughter outdoors <laughs> and i'm and yoga i forget all the nomenclature they use right. i'm not a yogi and i'm like oh we're doing this breathing we're saying words <laughs> where i'm just oh my goodness i do not belong here i needed a refresh i'm i did the yoga but the instructor you didn't get a gold star for your abilities, did no, you? No, you know, when like someone doesn't want to embarrass someone, they're like, just as a reminder, if the tree pose for you does not mean doing this, maybe today your pose just means do, 
doing something with your arms. Or if, if it's not in your ability today to raise your leg and put it on your in your thigh, keep it below the knee to just have a more stable stance. Yeah. Like, oh, that's me. She's talking to me clearly. <laughs> There's no mirrors, but we're all in a circle together. So you know which one it is. We were just uh, talking this weekend. My friends are in town and talking about yoga and how I really do love yoga. Mm hmm. And I love going to Michelle's classes. That's who my yoga instructor is. And I just, mostly I laugh quite a bit because she is an amazing instructor. She's like, you're doing really good. I'm like, that can't possibly be true. Like, I feel the way my body feels right now. <laughs> but and she's trying. like, you just, you just need to breathe through it. I'm like, mm, you get breathing or you get this pose. Exactly. It's pick one. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I'm laughing and she's like, you do really good. I'm like, I, f I love doing yoga. I probably don't look good doing it, but I enjoy it so much. I mean, but who looks good doing some of this <laughs> stuff? Like, and then, of course, you get your directions messed up and it's just disappointing. But, oh, well. So that's my only, it's a small tale with a, a little bit of a consequence. Had it been a hiking trail. Or a different kind of excursion, like, say, swimming or kayaking. And I signed up for this because the title sounded cute. I'm pretty sure I'd have a different outcome. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, Yeah, easily. So don't sign your kid up for a mutton busting if you don't think they can do it. Or do and make sure you get it on video. You could win $10,000. <laughs> can you really win $10,000? If you submit it to America's Funniest Videos. Oh, they still have that. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I've not watched it and I'm going to go 25 years, but I'm sure it still exists. Okay. Okay. Well, it's a you know, true classic, timeless thing. <laughs> and Another thing that I would say for recreating responsibly, it, it really just in general from a travel perspective, mm -hmm. if you're going to fly into Great Falls, make sure, this comes back to proper planning, make sure you have transportation arranged for. Rental cars, not just in Great Falls, not just in Montana, but all over the world. <laughs> Here's a secret. <laughs> are lacking. And so if you're flying into Great Falls, make sure you have your transportation planned before you book. Because rental cars aren't as in, aren't as, in as much supply as it has been historically. But the demand has increased or relatively stayed the same. Or, so what has it done to prices? <laughs> so you have the same or more demand, but less supply means the prices go up. I think that's basic econ. Might be wrong. It's been some years since I was in school, but supply and demand regulate that price. And therefore, you may get a little bit of a sticker shock. Yeah, a little bit. So plan for transportation. There's not a lot of options if you fly to Great Falls to get you to Glacier. Like, there's not a shuttle bus. There's not a train. <laughs> there's not a rent-a-bike. And you can travel up there two and a half hours by car. So, plan. There are options. There's just not a ton of them. So, when you take your cat your taxi cab from, from Great Falls to Glacier, do you think there's abundance of taxi cabs in Glacier National Park that will just take you wherever you want to go? <laughs> My guess is no. Well, it's not going to go with a no on that one. They do have the jammers, which are the historic Fords. And they do have a shuttle bus that'll take you through the Going to the Sun Highway. But, but that's uh, it. Once again, got to get some plans. <laughs> you can walk it. Yeah, you. that's another way to get around the ticketed entry system. Yeah, you don't need a reservation if you're going to walk it. Just walk on in, because that is 53 miles long, the Going to the Sun <laughs> road. Well, perfect, same as the Riverside Trail. Exactly. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> so after you book your rental car and get all your planning done and you get to our parks, you get to the River's Edge Trail, please remember this great little um, mindset we have. Pack it in, pack it out, leave no trace, leave only footprints, take only photographs, or I don't know, what do you call someone that litters? Litter bug. Trashy. Oh, <laughs> I like that. So you're trashy. So, um, we just we want to make sure that you know you clean up after yourself. You have room to pack it out, and if you are going to be packing drinks like my Topo Chicos that I drink, the glass bottles. Yeah, glass bottles are the same size 
that you put them in and put them out. But if you bring aluminum cans with you for your drink, you can crush them down. Ta-da! Less room. I want you to think of it this way. And I have had this happen to me and have had people have this happen to them and then complain to me about it. You show up on the trail or you show up in a camp spot or you're, you know, floating down the river and you just see garbage littered around the side. You got soda bottles laying on top of rocks. You've got, you know, the chip bag that somebody really wanted Doritos, but then finished them and they're just left where they, you know, were finished. Mm -hmm. Imagine you show up to that. It looks gross. It looks bad. It's the same as if you were to check into a hotel room and somebody left the pizza box from their last day right there on the bed. You wouldn't like it. No. And you wouldn't expect that. So be mindful and don't do that to other people. If you've got an orange juice bottle, put it in the garbage and bring it back with you. It's not that big of a deal. Not at all. And guess what? Backpacks can be washed if you forget your trash can. Like... Hey, so it leaks a little, had some dirt yeah, on it. No big deal. That's why it's a backpack. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking about the trails and wanting to leave them nice, did you know there's a thing called trail etiquette? I did know the term, <laughs> but I don't know the etiquette. So we're going to do another round of what's wrong, what's right. <laughs> uh, I'm likely going to fail this, but I'll give it a shot. Okay. If you were a hiker, and there is a hill. Who has the right of way? The hiker coming down the hill or the hiker on their way up the hill? I'm going to go with the hiker coming down the hill. You would think so because that's how it is for a car. Because I'm just think this is my theory. If I'm heading downhill and I trip and fall, there's no etiquette left. You don't want to be <laughs> heading uphill when I when I do this. It's so actually, I would want to give the right of way to the person who could likely fall down and roll down the hill. So hikers going up the hill usually have the right of way. Oh. So if you're hiking and you're going uphill and a hiker is at the top of it, they usually wait because they don't want to break up your rhythm. So oh, let's say that makes good sense. That you got your pace going on, and you're breathing hard and you got things chugging along. They don't want you to be like, oh, like when you're riding a bike and you're halfway up the hill. Oh, it's stop. Now try this again. So <laughs> that's the thought process on that. But if you are the hiker that is going uphill and you want to let the down hiker come first, that's your call. So you can catch your breather before you get your rhythm. If you're on the trail with me, Rebecca Ingham, host of your podcast, I will take every opportunity if I'm heading uphill to step aside and let you go down. I, I don't stop. I'm like, hey guy, <laughs> this is this train's not it's not stopping. Nope. I am I am full of quit. I am full of <laughs> quit on an uphill hike. I will step aside and be like, oh no, yeah, I need a breather. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's me. That that'll be me. So feel free to keep walking down. But uh as we've learned, trail etiquette is if you are heading up, you have right away. So feel free to to let people know, hey, I know trail etiquette and you should not be coming down. I'm heading up and I, I need all the space I need to get up there. I didn't know there was like bowling etiquette. So I'm glad that I'm glad we're telling people about this because I didn't know you were supposed to. Oh, yeah. But I took bowling in college. So I remember that. OK. I, yeah. When I learned how to properly have, you know, bowling etiquette, then I never bowled at the same time. Right. <laughs> as another person. Not everybody gets to take bowling as a college course. No, I was going to comment on that, but I didn't know how to say it. Like, <laughs> what? Hey, my freshman year, you had to have a PE credit. My PE now, looking back, should have been golf, not bowling. But, hey, I like to bowl. Now I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not good at it, but I know bowling etiquette. So there's another mode of transportation. We talk about a lot, especially on the Rivers Edge Trail, for bikers. So do you think hikers or bikers have the right of way? Bikers. So bikers are usually going so much faster that they don't have the ability to stop. So yes, because mountain bike bikers and can the move faster. Goes yes, hikers should be more aware of their surroundings. <laughs> and that's what I said on our episode last week. Yep. I was like, oh, all of a sudden there's a ding ding. <laughs> oh and you know, if you don't have a bell on your bike, get one because that's really handy for us. Like if we're walking, hiking, 
um, and we've got, we're with another person, we're usually caught up conversating with them, mm-hmm. and we may not remember to pay attention. We will as trail etiquette now, but hey, ring your dinger, and we'll get out of the yeah. way like, oh yeah, we're not the only people in the world. But bikers need to remember, because they are moving so fast, that a hiker may not be aware, so they need to be be prepared to yield. And you need to ding sooner because it'll take someone time to go, oh, yeah, we're not the only people in the world. And then remember to get over for you. Do we have horses that, have you ever seen a horse on a trail? Yeah, actually. I mean, I've seen a horse. (laughs) In the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex and in the Crazy Mountains, both uh, really big areas for horse Mm -hmm. back riding and recreating. So hikers or horsers, who has the right of way? Hmm. This one's kind of easy after I read the example. Horses have the right of way because they're not human. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back to the wildlife situation. We're in their backyard. Yeah. And um, they're the most difficult to maneuver. So you can step out of the way while these guys walk by. So that's pretty easy. Plus, you get to look at the horse. Yeah. I mean. It would make sense. I was thinking they were beyond the same lines as the bike. But then I thought. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So horses, if you're a biker or a hiker, horses have the right of way. Okay. So I need to get myself a horse. I don't particularly care following a horse, (laughs) but hey, just because their feet are so much bigger. I mean, it's like any wild animal. You follow bear or elk or moose. If you're following a herd of moose, still just moose, not meeses or mooses. Mice. Yeah. So if you're following like a herd of moose, all their tracks would be tearing up the trail. Similar to horses, they have the bigger feet. So it just makes the trail a little bit rougher. But again, so do everybody recreates the way they want and you have to be nice about it. So do moose not know that you're supposed to hike in a single file line? They don't. Because people, when you hike, you should be in a single file. But here's the thing. That's a human rule. Moose don't care. <sighs> Darn it. Moose don't follow our rules. Elk don't follow our rules. <laughs> so if you are hiking with a group, always hike single file and never taking up more than half the trail space because it can, if you have a lot of trail footprints, it can have badly ero- bad erosion. Oh. So, yeah. So same thing. Yeah. And then there's some. Don't pe- clump your horses together either. Yeah. Single file, people. Yeah. No, no, uh, what do you call it? I don't remember the, the term. I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> and then we also want to remind you while you are here, another r- way to enjoy Great Falls this summer is to make sure you explore locally. And that includes our downtown. Yep. Okay. All areas of our community really need to be explored. Because mm-hmm. you're going to find a lot of different pockets of fun. Yeah. I mean, you... This past weekend, we had the the Mimosa Showdown. I didn't leave downtown this entire weekend. But then there's other weekends where I'm like, what's downtown again? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what's there because I've been out hiking on the river, fishing. Yeah. Yeah. We we live on the west end of town, and I rarely get to the east end of town. Well, uh, last weekend when it was all rainy and gross, we ended up on the east end of town. I'm like, oh, this is what's over here. (laughs) I've missed this whole part of this whole section of our town for so long. It was just nice to see. Like, go visit every spot. (laughs) See what's changed. So while you are exploring locally, remember, though, like, again, I said earlier, all these businesses are trying their best. So please be patient and kind. If it's not the same experience you're used to. Right. Because it's just a temporary situation Mm -hmm. that we hope will get fixed. But... Be respectful. Yeah. And show a little grace. Please don't walk into a restaurant and say, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they only have six people working right now. Yeah, because they probably had 15 people scheduled. So. Or they tried to hire 100 people and two people showed up. Mm-hmm. These are the realities. Also, which I am bad for, don't walk in thinking that um, you're going to play the do you know who I am card because it doesn't matter. No. I mean, they want to care. They do. Mm -hmm. But they're dealing with a lot right now. Yeah, tons of people. And this goes on to even retail stores. You know, if they don't get their stock out, maybe there are some in the back. They didn't get a chance to put it out yet. So just be patient. Yep. Be kind. 
we want the best for everyone, the most, the funnest, the most funnest experience. <laughs> Just know, hey, you hounding them every two minutes isn't going to help. What I have enjoyed about the last year, because Maddie knows this, I'm not a big, huge people person who wants to be in crowds of people that they don't know. And I'm, I'm not a hugger. So this is important to know because during COVID, we've kept our six foot distance. Mm-hmm. Let's just make that a common, common courtesy thing for the future. When you're recreating responsibly, keep your group small so you're not, you know, 25 people or 60 people on the trail or in a camp spot. Mm-hmm. That's really nice to keep your, your group small. But also... Don't be on top of other people. There's no need if there's somebody camping in one spot to come up and be six inches away from them. No. Keep your distance from the, from other people in a store. It just makes for a greater experience. Keep your distance on the trail. Keep your group small. And don't just have to be near everyone. And the reason that's so important is, again, just like last year, there's going to be a lot more people recreating outdoors so the campgrounds are going to be more full the trails are going to be more full people still like their space that's why they're outdoors (laughs) recreating they don't want to feel like it's a line to get the new iphone remember when i said that sometimes the instructor will talk to you they don't want to embarrass you so they just say it to everyone (laughs) i think rebecca just did that for me (laughs) she meant it all towards me but she's telling our podcast listeners. No, we went down paddle fishing last year. Um, we had three people in our group and we w- we shared a camp spot because we were a group and we were fine being close to those people. Mm-hmm. But somebody else came in that we didn't know and parked next to us. Oh. We're nice people. That's fine. We understand it's limited spot, but you didn't have to be right next to us like you were part of our our group our bundle our kids are gonna get confused and they're gonna go in your property and look for those marshmallows yeah our kids are running around entering every camper yours just becomes another option yes we don't necessarily want to be held responsible for that so just know that if you keep a little bit more distance they can recognize quickly oh they're not part of our group miles is gonna come out aunt becky look what i found (laughs) oh that's not ours honey we don't know those people go Go put that back. <laughs> um, she said this because Rebecca said she doesn't like to hug. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to camp with you if I don't know you. So if you're going to camp that close, you better become part of the group. You, we might as well become friends. Come over for burgers later. <laughs> I hugged Rebecca the day she hired me. And it was the most <laughs> awkward thing ever. And we talk about it to this day. So... And yeah. it wasn't awkward from Monty's standpoint. It was 100% awkward because of me. Like, I'm like, okay, we're... We I'm a hugger, Rebecca. <laughs> and I I don't like people. So <laughs> it was mostly on me. Oh, it was so funny. But, but I hey. should just wear a t-shirt that says... No uh, hugs. Uh, I hug not trees. a hugger. I hug trees and babies, but not you. So when you come to Great Falls this this summer, remember to plan ahead. Have plans A through C, possibly D. Be patient and kind. And know that while we we want to have you here experiencing Montana's base camp, just know that some of our businesses might be a little slammed, might take a little longer. The experience won't exactly be the same, but it will still be worth it. You started this podcast saying we're going to have 10 tips. Did we give 10 tips or was that just a joke? Well, I said this podcast would have 10 things to know while enjoying Great Falls this summer. And I said the Glacier Ticketed Entry Program to plan ahead. Make sure you call because websites aren't always updated to have different plans. So A, B, C, and D. Make sure you do it safe. So plan an excursion or an event that's within your ability. And you also want to have an inclusive outdoors, meaning that we're not always going to recreate the same. And if someone has questions, please answer them to the best of your ability. We want you to explore locally and remember to give the companies grace. Remember to pack it in, pack it out, leave no trace. 
and keep your group small when you can. And remember that this six foot distance, some people appreciate it just like Rebecca. All the time, not just during COVID. And then we told people about the rental car sh- shortage, Glacier National Park ticketed. And the bonus, the 11th one was don't go by the bears. Right. You're in their house when you're outside. <laughs> so, no, we didn't do 10. We did 11. Yeah, but we love to give you more. Exactly. And that's what we're all about here at We're No Damn Experts. And if you've loved because we give you more and you want more episodes, we've got that. Just like Matthew in North Carolina, thank you so much for engaging with us. We couldn't be ex- more excited. We squealed really loud scared the mailman today he came back he's like what are you are you guys okay yes (laughs) we make Marty open all the mail in case it has anthrax and i think that might be what he thought happened like all of a sudden we have anthrax no nothing like that matthew from north carolina you know who you are we are just so excited that you engaged with us and we love it and we expect information from us soon so we just got it this morning so so if you're like matthew and you want to know more You've got a ton of episodes. You can find them all wherever you listen to your podcasts or at we'renodamexperts.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at podcast at visitgreatfalls.org. And as always, the only podcast with a phone number, (laughs) and that is 406-761-4436. It's Monday, so don't give me crap that I almost forgot our phone number. It, it is a Monday after a very, very Big long weekend. weekend. Like, wow. Now, if you have not yet made your plans for Mimosa Showdown next year, you might want to do it now. So, when, well, let's just quick tell our listeners. I know it's the end of the podcast. We had someone from Glasgow, Montana, come here for the event, and she got that pink Hummer stretch limousine. When it rolled up to end bar just just before noon, it was quiet. <laughs> People were like, who's that? And right. Tanya walks out and she's like, I feel so special. They probably want to know who I am. I'm like, you're the winner of the giveaway. Yeah. Just own it. Yeah. And I'm going to give a shout out. Scotty's are awesome. And I've always loved Glasgow. So I couldn't be more excited that a Highline chick won this yes well yeah she won the limo overall keller guys won by the mimosas by one vote they beat out tracy's family diner that's how close it was oh we had over 1100 oh, also i didn't vote so don't think we're rigging anything because i didn't vote oh I'm... you voted no i don't think i did see yeah we just keep things fair here <laughs> I don't think I voted. I had my laptop with me that weekend in case any issues came up that I'd be able to quickly address them because I wanted it to run as smoothly and organized as possible. Yeah. Which I think I did like 98% of the time. Um, but the the Tracy's was in second, but we had over 1,100 people check into 15 locations in a matter of five hours. And that's a lot less than you would expect because... Let's be honest, as the day went on, I forgot to start checking in. And there was like five places we went that I forgot to check in. And my friends quit after the second because they don't have a lot of go in them. Well, Kayla, who's one of the bartenders at Mighty Mo, I saw her at Kellergeist and someone's like, what's the four digit pin to check in? And she's giving everyone Mighty Mo's check in number, (laughs) which which wouldn't work. So we're like, hey, you're the Mighty Mo check. Come on, Kayla, (laughs) get out of (laughs) here. So, yeah, it was a great weekend. The weather was perfect. There was a lot of people out and about. And downtown was was super busy. You could walk the downtown. And then we used the trolley to get out to our other participants. And it was absolutely amazing. So do a search for National Mimosa Day. No, that's the weekend we're going to have it happen. And get your rooms reserved now. Because you really are going to want to be a part of this. And make it a girls weekend. Yeah. You can bring your kids. It's fine. But... Really, you're going to want to just hang with your girls and have a reconnection weekend and just renew your spirit. How cool would it be if we got to like close down one of the streets and then oh. we would have, I don't know, horses that we would give away that you can then ride with. <laughs> Instead of a limo, it's like, you can win a horse to ride around the greatest Mimosa showdown. <laughs> I would probably do that. My plan for next year, I want food trucks. And I also want to see if some of our retail shops would open up a mimosa cart and we could have two different staff members so we could have someone from mt pines and p gibson's 
You can try them head to head. No time between direct showdown and like have showdown competitions that you can watch. That would be amazing. I would just add it needs to be longer. 11 to or 10 o'clock until three o'clock is when the trolley ran. I'm going to need at least four more hours. Well, we did that because the historic brothel tour started at 5 p.m. And Joe, the driver, he's like, I need a break, guys. <laughs> like, li- it's in the laws that I need a break to drive this vehicle. <laughs> we got to get things ready. So, you know, we're learning. It's the second one. So it's not our first rodeo. But second is still uh, not still a lot. Still fairly of, new. Still fairly you, new. You're no damn expert at the second. <laughs> no. So <laughs> send your feedback in. If you were at the Greatest Amamosa Showdown, we'd love to hear any feedback and what you think we should include next year podcast at visitgreatfalls.org and i'm gonna add them so this is a a jar yeah complaints compliments any feedback all of it and then we'll review it and then we'll make decisions for next year but it was great it was a great time um a lot of good respect and grace that i saw from the people that were participating and i always had my space yeah <laughs> nobody tried to hug me and i was usually even when i was in line at fifth and wine it was mm-hmm. it was nice yeah. nobody was mean nobody yelled perfect it was a beautiful day yeah let's just go back to saturday <laughs> <laughs> but we've now taught you how to recreate responsibly Make Great Falls your base camp for your next adventure. We'd love to have you. We're nice people, and we have the only podcast in the state of Montana that's telling you all about our city, and we're the number one podcast in the state of Montana. So we're here to help you. So until we see your bright, smiling face here in Great Falls, we hope you're creating amazing memories where you are, and we can't wait to see you soon in Great Falls, Montana. Bye-bye. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of We're No Damn Experts, we continue our story segment where we have a guest on tell us a tale about their adventures in Great Falls, Montana. You won't want to miss this one. We're No Damn Experts, is produced by Great Falls Montana Tourism with original music by the best damn musician, Joel Corda.